come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman Welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Debbie. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, woefully underwhelmed. <laughs> That's your name, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going over the past weeks. and uh, uh, I'm Mech. Also a polter guy. Real quick, when Kinsey said, I'm your polter guy, Kinsey, she pointed at herself. <laughs> That's what I was giggling about. <laughs> I'm your polter guy, Kinsey. There's a lot of things I've noticed that I do on this, and I'm like, nobody sees it but you guys. And <laughs> But we enjoy it. Well, good. I'm glad. You're the most emotive podcaster. <laughs> All podcasters are like this, and we just don't know. Whoa, mind blown. Wow. I guess we should talk about the movie. Yeah. Why? <laughs> so, gang, we watched the 2019 remake of Pet Cemetery because we love you and we're gluttons for and punishment. And we hate ourselves. <laughs> and we're gluttons for punishment and apparently hate Dale Midkiff. So, do but we want to go around? Did you like it? Did you not like we it? We hate Dale Midkiff, but we love time tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. We always do. Yeah. All right. So, Debbie, I'm going to start with you. I liked it, y'all. <laughs> for cereal? <laughs> yeah. For so really? cereal? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Not for play play? But the, for real? I'm interested to hear of all the hate, though. I'm like, what? Everybody hates it? What? I'm sorry. I'm just, okay. <laughs> y'all, I might have thought to myself, I wish I had seen this one before the other one. Oh. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually have no idea if I liked it or not because there were douchebags sitting on either side of me playing with their phone constantly. I feel like that says something, though. Ugh. I actually yelled were, at people in a movie theater. Were they were they watching the original Pet Cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could almost forgive them for that. Yeah, I'd be like, nope. Made the right choice. But yeah, I... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I spent most of the movie annoyed at the people around me and not paying full attention to the movie, including Jason Clark. I just want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to put out there: if you are a person who gets on your phone during the movie, don't do it because other people have paid to see that fucking movie. Wait, back up. Say if you are a pe- person who gets on your phone. Okay. If you are a person who gets on your phone, in die the in movie, a fire. <laughs> <laughs> but before you do that, just don't do it. Because other people have paid money to see that movie, and you're ruining all the, the all those people's experience. That all those people around you. Or if you have to sit in the back row. Yes. Sit in the back row. Leave yeah. the leave the theater. Was like, in the back row. Mm. Well, <laughs> well, that's on you, Don. I was in the back row. <laughs> the back row is for people who break rules. Or if, <laughs> if you need to make notes for a podcast, get the Samsung Galaxy Note 10. <laughs> Its screen off note function is unobtrusive to your fellow moviegoers. Put put your phone on night mode and screen brightness all the way down, like bare minimum. Hold it low and if, peek at it. You know, like there are things it, like even that bugs me. If I if I just see the hint of a light, I'm like ready to blow. I I did literally yell at people. Um, which which theater did you go to? Uh, Cinemark Tulsa. Okay, I, I went to Eaton Square. 
there weren't that many people there, so I could do whatever I want. You know, you've mentioned that before, and I totally forgot about it. Yes, go to the shitty theaters All if right. you're having to make notes or use your phone. Just If you're going to be against societal norms, mm-hmm. isolate yourself from the population. I agree. Mm-hmm. To answer the actual <laughs> question, um, I really kind of like that they made their own movie, that they, they didn't just make a complete reboot, but I didn't like it. I want... To reiterate something about me before I say what I felt about this movie, and that is two things actually. One, I fucking love Pet Cemetery. If you go back and listen to the Pet Cemetery episode, I love this movie. To this day, I love that movie. Two, I fucking love reboots. I I think they're great. I love seeing new takes on old things. Um, I love cover songs. Like that is this is this is my thing. Fucking hated this goddamn movie. And I'm coming at it from a I never read the book. And I saw, I've seen the first movie twice, and I it think was, so, both yeah. have been as an adult, and I totally was not, like, attached in any way. I can I can absolutely get... Y'all are, like, fanatics. With <laughs> no, this. but here's the thing. I'll, I'll counter that here in a minute. Okay, right. here's the thing. I was like, like, whenever I... I'll get into this more later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let Matt go. Okay. I'm in the same perspective. I've seen the original a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I don't dislike it, but it's not seminal for me like some other people um and this movie is so packed to the brim with really stupid editing decisions and character decisions and and on and on characters and plot lines that go nowhere and do nothing things that are there simply because they were in the last movie and in the book but don't need to be there for the kind of story that I think they want to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's Jason Clark. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> he tell seems me about like him. a nice guy. Uh, yeah. With a really fucking bad American accent. Yeah. What? What is... Is, what is he not American? He's no. Australian. Uh, I don't know. Could you guy. not tell? He was the I guy in Winchester. Actually. He was the lead in Winchester. He, he's, he is okay. he's like patient a, zero for dumb white guys. Yeah, okay. he's like yeah. the guy where somebody's like, we need a white guy to make bad decisions in this movie. Yeah. Jason Clark's not Jason, doing anything. Right. Yeah, Jason Clark's he's not busy right now. He's not in that new ter- Terminator movie, is he? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't like this. And yeah, I have before... I have my notes during the film, and then I have my notes that I made on the drive home, and I got angrier on those notes. I yeah, I saw it with Jay, and I saw it with Jack, and immediately after we were both like, "Well, fuck." That was that was the thing we did, and by the time I got home, I was like. Oh my god, these motherfuckers! Let me tell you about this movie! Adrian, you and I had the exact same reaction. Because, <laughs> cause, you know, we left the theater and Billy's like, well, what'd you think of it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I, when I was at the theater, I was like, that wasn't great. As we drove home and started discussing things, I became angrier and angrier. Till the time we got home, I'm like, fuck this and fuck shoes. <laughs> More damning of the movie, since I was not plugged in to Pet Cemetery Love... I, without my notes, I would have forgotten everything about the movie after it was over. It was so blandly uninteresting otherwise, except for one element. And that is the Kirk Cameron poster in Zelda's room. Yeah. yeah. I really want to unpack that element. <laughs> Both as a character choice, as a story decision, 
And a business thing. Did Kirk Cameron sign off on his likeness being in this movie? Probably not. Has he changed in some way you that know, I'm not aware of? What's really interesting to me about that is that her family is supposed to be very Jewish. Yeah. And Kirk Cameron is currently not. best known yes, yeah. for not, <laughs> not being Jewish. <laughs> Preposterously not. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Let's go ahead, before we start deep diving into this, which we've already kind of started. Uh, yes, spoilers, you, there's a Kirk Cameron poster. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Just for those of you that aren't familiar what this version of Pet Cemetery is about. Hold on a second. Is it even the right era for a Kirk Cameron poster? That's another question. There's so many layers to that one element. Like, I want a documentary about the decision to put that poster in the movie. I don't want to know anything else. I want everything explained about that. Because I'm just sitting here thinking, Ellie's nine. So let's assume, for the sake of argument, that Lewis and Rachel are my age. They could be my age. Lewis feels a little older, but Rachel could conceivably be... Early mid thirties. Yeah, yeah. So, and but, she was supposed to be eight or nine when Zelda died. Right. Which it's would have like ninety two at least. Yeah. Which seems a little post Cameron. Yeah. When it was when because I'm thinking had, when yeah. I was when I was that age. Yeah. We were definitely on to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the world had conclusively decided that he was a bargain basement piece of shit Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Like like the RC Cola of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I'm willing to bet they're probably my age because I would have been about that age. Are you older than me or younger than me? I'm older than you. How old are you? I'll be 41. What? In two weeks, yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> But I think that's a fair... Like, we don't have Ellie's age, so... Yeah. We have Ellie's age, but not Rachel's. Yeah. Ellie's not. Yeah, 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 no, I'm sorry. You're she right. had a birthday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Max said he forgot The forgetfulness everything. of the movie, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we don't have Rachel's age, so it could be a... But I, I'd be willing to give it that much, but... Why? How? And then why again? <laughs> Did she... Okay, maybe she put that poster up... In the 80s, and then nobody took it down because the other option is her parents had to put it up for her. There's that, and then there's the producers of the movie. Dear Mr. Cameron, we are great fans of some of your work. (laughs) We would like to put your picture in our horror picture. I'm fascinated that we have talked about Kirk Cameron for 10 minutes. I'm just kind of speechless. It's the only thing about the movie that I need explained, except for something else about it. That's about Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get our let's get our IMDb. All TV right. Show. So yeah, this IMDb. movie. Oh, <laughs> is about your Wendigo, your ancient Wendigo, relaxing in the countryside and minding his own fucking business when his sanctuary becomes a dumping ground for dead bodies. Watch that movie. <laughs> I would too. It wasn't this one. But I would watch it. <laughs> the peaceful Wendigo. Yeah, it's supposed to be left Wendigo. alone. The benevolent Wendigo that I, just wants. But listen, I know, I know you think you've got it figured out, but this movie is really just about dumb white guy does dumb white things over and over. It's a sitcom dad plotline dragged out to ninety minutes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, the wife's gonna get home soon. I better clean this up. <laughs> is it? Wait, wait. This is, this is that. Sit- 
sitcom where you were supposed to watch the gerbil and you accidentally yeah. kill it, so then you have to go find a gerbil that looks it's exactly still good. like it's it. It's still good. Oh, no. It's just a little staple in the back of the head. She'll never notice. Oh my god. <laughs> we can still turn it around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what the movie's really about is 30 years after the fact the saga that was Harry and the Henderson it's end game <laughs> okay I, I, I'm back now um, IMDB is going to disagree with everyone at this table Wrong. but they say Dr. Lewis Creed and his wife Rachel relocate from Boston to rural Maine with their two young children the couple soon discover a mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near their new home. Wait, what? Yep. The couple doesn't discover shit, unless the couple is Judd and... Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> already a more interesting movie, yeah. then. And if they had called Dr. Lewis Clark, Dr. Lewis Clark, the dumbest doctor that ever lived, Three. I might have gone... Uh, Clark, whatever. His name's, <laughs> he, yeah, he's Jason Clark. He's dumb. He's a doctor. He's the dumbest doctor. <laughs> All my notes ref- that are referring to Lewis, it's like JC, Jason Clark. Like it's, I don't even give him Lewis's name. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be in spoiler territory, I'd say, now. I spoiled it when I told them about the Wendigo. Oh, that's true. Relaxing in the countryside. He did. Because that was a big super and secret. John Luth goes in the movie. I, I spoiled that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and dumb white guys. Yeah. Oh, his face was plastered all over that damn trailer. So <laughs> that, that wasn't a spoiler. Before we staples in the back of the head. That, yeah. Before we get too far into it, I just want to tell you guys about the weird confusion I had with this movie. I somehow, and I have no idea why or how I thought this, but I originally thought it was a Netflix TV show. Okay. Um, and then, whenever I was corrected and told, no, no, it's not a TV show, it's a movie. I just sort of translated that into being a Netflix movie. And at no point did I ever fully realize that this was a movie theater movie until yesterday. 6.30. At 6.30 when I was like, I'm (laughs) fucking around. I'm just going to watch this movie after I get my kid to bed. It's fine. And then my husband was like, "Uh, so what's what's your plan, babe? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, are you guys not recording tomorrow? I thought you'd be covering Pet Cemetery." And I was like, yeah. And he's like... Well, it's it's six, <laughs> and, and you're running out of time. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" So then that resulted in last minute, quickly get the child to bed so that I can go watch this stupid fucking movie. And honestly, Bright was better than this. I didn't even know I've never seen Bright. It's fine. All right. Um, I want to talk about. To start off with, one moment that I really kind of... I get very annoyed with trailers. Trailers, they spoil great moments. The first trailer was good. My husband told me, don't watch the second trailer. So I had been avoiding it until we fucking watched Us, and it was in front of us. The um, the birthday party, when Gage started running for the road, and Lewis chased him down and grabbed him... As I was watching it, I was like, can you imagine how powerful that scene would have been if you didn't know that Ellie was the one who actually got killed? Yes. yes. Can you imagine how you would have reacted when he grabbed Gage? I hadn't internalized that, and it, it was the one moment in the movie where I started paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's different, and then that lasted about 
two minutes. I one of the things I really liked that, that like I think that that is one of the only good parts of this movie. And one of the things I liked is that's almost how it happens in the book. Mm-hmm. Is whenever that scene goes down, there's this whole bit where Lewis grabs Gage and saves him. And then you realize, oh no, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. This is just what Lewis fucking wishes had happened. Yeah. And so it's 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 really like it's a great moment in the book and in the movie. I think that this scene would have been so good, except for you fucking spoiled it with your goddamn trailer. Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? And then I thought, I did think for a second. Wait, are they gonna lose both? See, mm. I had that thought too. It's like, oh, that's a. And I was kind of hoping that, like, okay, it's both of them. Hoping mm-hmm. for the death of the child. Yeah. Bo- both both children, <laughs> not, not a child. Just to give me something different and just something nice to say about this film other than church is fucking adorable. Oh my god, I wanted to hug that cat. It looked so fluffy. Like, that four cats. It's like four yeah. cats. But that cat was so beautiful. And I got home and I hugged my less fluffy cat and I was like, this isn't as... This is satisfying. Don't you wish you had the job of showing up to work and getting that cat dirty? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me rub some Vaseline in your fur and a little bit of dirt and I'll wash coffee you later. Coffee grounds. It was coffee grounds. Coffee grounds. And I, 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 I will love you later. Yes. Just, I want to do scratching your little ears when I do this and put the little blood on your tips. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Church is going to probably be the nicest thing I say about this film, just FYI. He was a good, good kitty. He was a super good kitty. Gage was a really good actor. He was. Mm-hmm. For being two. Yeah. And having nothing to do with and the movie. And having nothing yeah. to do in the movie. Like, period. <laughs> nothing. There were moments where I was like, did they forget they have another kid? <laughs> well, hey, even Jay Clark at one point is like, uh, like when they're talking about de- death and he's like, you're going to be around, your mom's going to be around, I'm going to be around. And Ellie's like, what about Gage? And Jason Clark's like, like who? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like with this film, they listened to our original Pet Cemetery podcast and took your one note about have Ellie do something and Ellie be important. And that was all they heard. And that's all they heard of that episode. Because like, as that was going on, I just kept, I could hear your voice in my head like, oh shit, they've listened to that one episode. Well, and all so they took was her dad. A, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm it is talking okay. all over you. Um, and her dad actually seemed to like her. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was nice. Yeah. That was and nice. they fixed, there was like a couple of quote problems in the first movie that I was like, what he, What this guy is saying doesn't actually make like sense when you say it. And y'all had to explain to me, well, there's this thing in the book that it's a longer quote and it has more of this blah, blah, blah. And I was, I noticed in the movie that they fixed part of that. Okay, but kind of, because if somebody has shown me this script at, like, writing group, I've been like, dude, you say soil, like, three times right here. You need to cut back. Yeah. And Or, like, there was one part where Pascal... Oh, by the way, we're gonna talk about Pascal. Yeah, we are. Um, oh, yeah, we got... Yeah. Um, But, like, Pascal says stonier, like, just bam, bam, and I'm like, dude... Would, did nobody look over the script before they gave you these words to say? Get a writer's group, man. Like, there are so many parts where they're just repeating words, and I'm like, you literally could have just opened a thesaurus and found something else. It, it feels definitely over-edited in post-production. Oh, way yeah, over-edited. Edited, like, payoffs were lifted out, <laughs> but the setup's left in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, there's this weird cult of pet mask people. Do not worry about them. 
they will not be addressed again. I was so excited about that. Yeah. Because, like, in the trailer, that was one of the things I was like, oh, it looks like they're really going to delve a lot more to, like, the lore of this. Somehow less. Somehow less. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, here's, here, I'm going to make my controversial statement right here. All right. Pet Cemetery 2 was a better fucking movie than this. I haven't seen two. Neither have I, but I'm willing to believe it. Yeah. Dude, I'm not going to fight you on that one. They have... Spoilers for Pet Sanitary 2, I guess. They have... So they bring Ellie back, and I just feel like she's not as scary as she should be. Like... You can have Ellie bury Rachel in the pet cemetery if you have to do it, but don't fucking show me a nine-year-old dragging an adult woman because it just makes me wonder how the fuck she got her over the goddamn deadfall. Yeah. Um, and it bothers me. She's not super strong, Debbie. Don't give me that shit. Is it really <laughs> Ellie? Is it the Wendigo? I don't know, but you made me want... Like, the movie made me wonder. The movie made me picture <laughs> Ellie doing that, and I don't like that. Just have Rachel come back later. It's fine. Don't show me her dragging the body. But in Pet Cemetery 2, they bring the zombie back, and it's the evil, abusive stepdad. So he was a piece of shit before they buried him. And so he had been, you know, veiled threats and violent prior to it. So when he comes back and he's, like, making these veiled threats and sitting at dinner, it's fucking scary. You're terrified for these characters. And I'm like, dude... She's how is Gage scarier than Ellie? Like how is a two year old zombie scarier than a nine year old zombie? I don't know. I found they were getting to smaller spaces. But they got I'm sweet little, I'll accept that for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. They got sweet little voices. It's like I wanna play with you. See? Yes. So they try to mirror that with Ellie going, I love you, Daddy. But it's, and like, and the thing is, is like, I actually think that little girl was a pretty amazing actress, and I don't know how they made me not feel anything in that scene. Because I kept thinking, think about your kid. Like, think about your kid, what would you do? And I was like, none of this. I would do none of this. Whereas in the original movie, I was like, I would do all of this. See, I think that, though, I think that statement right there goes to probably the overall problem with this film to me is that they don't earn anything. Nothing. They don't earn Church's death because they gave no fucks about that cat where in the original they're like, we're going to get him fixed. We're worried about the road. Like you really felt like they loved that. This was a family cat. This film, they're like, eh, fuck Church. And then when he gets it, they're like, oh yeah, we have a cat. It's fucking like weirdly off. Like the pacing's off. The pacing is super off. I don't this. know how this movie was so long and felt so rushed. Exactly. And that was one of the things that we were ta- we talked about in the car ride home was the pacing was so off and it was that. I'm going to tell us to shut up for a second because we are completely dominating and yes, everybody we else is just watching us. <laughs> Welcome to the Adrian and Kinsey show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Adrian and Kinsey rant hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with Ed. Like, Ed. It felt, really all it felt like this was the thought process upon the movie. Okay, and I'll resurrect Don Whistle for a second. Okay, remember Pet Cemetery? What if we killed the girl? Now go make the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Jason Clark, get me Jason Clark. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it. They didn't think about it beyond that. And then and they realized they probably there's probably a three hour cut of this movie that might that Adrian might like more as it delves into the mythology. Like now, nah, cut the mythology. Everybody saw the first movie. We all just. There's a cemetery for pets, and it's evil. Just get to the end. But get that creepy carving on the tree. Yeah. But it's like they, they wanted to delve into it. Like, they show all these things from yeah. the book, like the bull and the dude. and But then it's like, 
I found it interesting that Debbie said she really liked it because I was watching this and I was like, I'm really fucking glad I'm super familiar with the source material <laughs> because I felt like I would have no fucking idea what was going on. It was like watching Ender's Game where it's like, here's the Cliff Snow's version of the book. Well, and and that's the other thing too with the to me with this, and I'm sorry once again, we're, it's the domination factor here, but. Lithgow was wasted casting. Yes! Every, like, Lithgow, Gage, Ellie. Fucking wasted in this movie. Yeah. And that pretty... Rachel's pretty crying. Yeah. Because, I mean, Judd's best scenes are him explaining the history of the Pet cemetery, and then you've got it, a cliff note version of, I'm going to do a Google search. That's it. Like, like this, let Lithgow chew the fucking scenery and yeah. do something other than get roofied by Jason Clark. <laughs> this movie, I don't know. Sorry. So little happened in this movie. And I don't understand. I don't understand. It, it was a movie made by people who make trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, and the trailer would have been... The trailer was better. Yeah. Even the extended cut trailer with the spoiler was better. Yeah. Donna? Hmm? Oh, oh um... One thing I did kind of appreciate a little bit was there were Easter eggs for people who had seen the original movie. One of the ones that stands out to me was there was a point of view shot from under the bed of John Lithgow's ankles. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. And then, of course, he kicks the bed and she's not there. Again, Um, that's a moment that would love to have not seen it be in the trailer. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they, they, in the trailer, they showed him getting caught on the stairs. On the stairs. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, that could have been. That's something different. That good point. Been. Yeah, they ruined. They ruined that moment in the trailer. Um, and Take some fucking care with your trailers. Jesus. I was also distracted by how they managed to get Ellie's eye to droop. I wondered that a lot too. <laughs> there was there was a point early where her hair was kind of over the side of her face, and I was like, "Well, they've just got a little bit tiny piece of tape on her on the corner of her eye, and you can't see it because of the hair." But then later on, her hair was definitely not in her face, and her eye was still drooping. And I was like, "That's did they cast her because she can do that?" I thought it was like a, or I guess I imagined it was like some kind of a silicone prosthetic thing that they might have been. To her face. But then she also had this funky thing where she was looking up with that eye mm-hmm. and looking forward with the other eye. I mean, that could have just been CG. Yeah, yeah. could have been. Um, Thirty years ago, it would have been some kind of prosthetic, but yeah, I'm guessing CG. I want to talk about how people brush things in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> badly, they brush it badly. Badly, like. We have a cat brush that Leia has free access to, and uh, and she brushes the cats, and if she ever fucking pulled on a tangle the way that Ellie was pulling on Church's tangles, the she the cats would leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, I mean, she learned how to brush from her dad, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Later on. <laughs> and, and like, no, this is how yeah. it's done. I almost, I almost like that scene. Almost. I wish that they had had a scene of somebody brushing her hair earlier in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because then, like, you know, again, I have I have a five-year-old, and when you... She has ghost tangles, which are ta- not tangles. And she will occasionally be like, you're hurting me! Because she's five. Um, but, like, I would like to have seen a normal Ellie hairbrush. You know, maybe show us... Show how tender-headed she is or not... So that when he's just fucking dragging this shit... I don't even know what he's dragging it through. 
the I staples was, on yeah, the back of her head. He's mm-hmm. he's literally catching the staples in the room. Yeah. Why are the staples not coming out? Because the, aren't they the big big staple? <laughs> I don't know how easily the mortuary was very good. They don't come out that easy. Anyway, pro tip on brushing your child's hair or your cat's hair or your own hair. Believe your zombies when I say they don't come out that easy. Start at the bottom. Start at the bottom and work your way up because then you're brush you've got you're brushing all the tangles out of a short distance. But if you start at the top, you're just putting all the tangles in a big tight knot. And also hitting those fucking head staples when you could just start at the bottom. I don't know that I've ever heard Adrian talk as passionately about anything as hair brushing. <laughs> I have a five year old. That's that's whatever three hundred and sixty-five times five is of 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 struggling through. You've done your ten thousand hours. I have done yeah. my ten thousand hours. <laughs> she, does this does this segue us into talking about Pascal? Let's talk about Pascal, who didn't need to be in this movie. Apparently. Nobody needed to be in this movie. Gage didn't need to be in this movie. This movie only needed a cast of two, maybe three. You need, you need Judd, you need... You don't um, need Judd. You do need Judd, but not for this movie. Uh, but, like, otherwise, Jason Clark is just like, Oh, what's this? A pet cemetery? Let's put the cat in. He could have Googled it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen. In the original... This is another thing I really hate about this, is that in the original movie and in the book, it establishes that there is a struggle that's happening. Pascal is clearly on one side, mm-hmm. and then something else is on the other side. And you have Pascal trying desperately to get Rachel home mm-hmm. to stop what's what Lewis is about to do. And then you have something that keeps calling to Lewis. You could just cut Judd out of this movie mm-hmm. and have Lewis be like... Like, even Ellie is drawn to, like, go climb over the fucking deadfall. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need... But so, you're right. In the original, Pascal was was very active in mm-hmm. trying to fight what was going on. And in this one, he shows up and goes, hey, don't go over the deadfall. I'm out of here. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, bye. I've been, I've been Pascal. That's my time. Yeah. Well, and then like, he's, <laughs> like, wait, Steph. he's like, oh, I guess talking to, to Lewis didn't work. Uh, you know who's the next one I should try? The two-year-old. This will get through to them. <laughs> knows what's up. And just incidentally, and I and I understand that this wouldn't have made entertaining film if they'd done it this way, but no doctor would ever go home and say a kid died today, his name is Victor Pascal. You don't do that. Yeah. Is this a violation of HIPAA or something? Yeah. I don't think he ever lost a patient before, which is why is he trying to escape from the big scary skinny? Yeah. I have <laughs> one graveyard shit. If that was yeah. a violation or not, because it's going to be public record, like it death notices are put in the paper and stuff, right? You know, once it was in the paper, he probably would have been okay to talk about it. Um, but even it's then... It's still awkward dialogue. Yeah, it's yeah, still awkward dialogue. Like, also, in the, in, the ori- in the source material, I don't think he says that. I'm pretty sure that what happens is Rachel says Ellie was talking about somebody named... She didn't say Pascal. 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 Is talking about somebody named Paxcow, and and Lewis ends up putting it together yeah. at some point. Slowly, <laughs> and you can hear the gears grinding in his head. But yes, I guess he does put it together. Did they put it in there because it wasn't really said anywhere else for people to know? But I guess it wouldn't matter if he did. Why did they even put Pascal right. in yeah. here? Yeah. I don't know, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Kinsey. Side two things here. One. Even in the original, Lewis threw away the actual file of Pascal. Yeah. So, Lewis is just kind of questionable anyway. Even more so with Jason <laughs> Clark. 
And two, uh, this is just nitpicking here, but the makeup was muddy on Pascal. Like, it was muddy it was and dirty. Bad. It was, I was like, how was Pascal, how was, how was his makeup better in 1987 or whatever was it 87 yeah. 89 how was it better in 1989 yeah, like it was because one woman directed that movie this movie needed two white guys oh. there was a moment when the nurse said I can see his brain and I'm sitting there looking at him going where I had to like I, I had like when she says that I'm like literally leaning forward like to try to find it and I think it was like it's the same, but they had. I'm mean, for the listening audience. I'm touching Donna's head. Um, they had like stuff right here mm-hmm. above his ear and like at his ear. That's pulsing or something like. Yeah, I don't know. It was doing something, but also, do you want me to keep petting you? You look you're like you're fine. enjoying that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that in in 1989, we had. Like a flap of dangling skin and a clear shot of brains, and maybe that's not realistic, but it was fucking frightening. Yeah. And this one, we have some really dark, muddy blood, mm-hmm. um, with like some bumpy things that could be a brain or that, hamburger or hamburger. And also, there's, it's clearly on the outside of his skull. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was my big thing. Yeah. It's like Pascal. I like like in the original, you feel like you're. You're looking at something you shouldn't be seeing. You feel like you're looking yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, you feel like you're looking in. On this one, it was just stuff plastered to the side of his head. And also, the the same effect came down onto his jaw and his cheek. Yes. Yeah. And it looked the same. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, your brain is not in your cheekbone. Okay, so it wasn't... I literally was thinking... Why are they showing his brain down here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, I thought it was just like, wrote, like torn yeah. up... It, like I, I was yeah. thinking it was just torn up skin from the road. Yeah. Well, and then he's always shot. It's very dark. That yeah, it's not, sh- it's not lit well. Shot. And to me, that's like, okay, you're not trusting your effects artists. And you're like, you already know it's shit. So let's, you know, let's hide it as best we can. Mm-hmm. Versus 89 Pascal, where it's like bright fucking lights. Let's put me in pastels. Look at this. Look, Look at, at this. It. So gross. <laughs> so and it bummed me out because like. Like I said, I thought this movie was going to delve more into the lore based on the trailer, and I was so looking forward to that, particularly with Pascal, because as much as I love Pet Cemetery, there's always been a part of me that's like, what the fuck is Pascal doing here? Yeah. And and it, it, like, it, it almost made sense, but in this one, all he says is, you tried so hard to help me, and I'm like, well, for 17 seconds, you tried that hard. <laughs> your death scene was real fast, dude. Um... And you tried so hard to help me that I'm going to help you. Don't do that thing. And I'm just like, yeah. And then he's just barely there. And it feels like Max said, like a dropped plot line. It's, it's like yeah. they, 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 he latches onto Gage so much that Gage is like drawing him. But then it's not like he shows up at the end of Rescue Gage or anything. Yeah. Gage yeah. is still getting murdered. Have you read what Stephen King said the ending of this movie should have been? Uh-uh. Mm. It's pretty cool, actually. I'm like, yeah, they should have done that. Of this, of the remake? Of the remake. Uh-huh. Uh, so based on what this movie actually was. He wanted to see Gage actually wandering alone on the side of the road and a truck coming and a strange, a stranger, a strange woman grabbing him and saving him. And that being the ending. That would have made it. That would have made it a lot more interesting. Yeah, and that would have given you a lot of what happened to Gage right. to wonder about. 
So, since we are talking about Pascal, would y'all like to come with me to Kinsey's Diversity Corner? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I've been looking forward to this. All right. So, this is my thing. We're in 2019, okay? This film does... The movie's resoundingly in 1992, but keep going. Well, but we, the viewing audience, writers, directors, whatever you want to call it, we're 2019. Why the fuck is the first two people killed, the black guy and the girl? Why are we still doing this trope? Like, I'm tired of it. How revolutionary would it have been to have this been a completely diverse cast? It would have been us, and we would have enjoyed it more. I mean, I, it would have been it yeah. would have been it would have been a better like. I'm okay, so now I'm with the alternate Peele's universe. Pet oh, I have, Jordan yeah. Peele does Pet Cemetery. I have my casting. Would you like to hear my? I, I do want to hear your casting. So Rachel would be Zoe Saldana is Rachel. Lewis Chadwick Boseman. <gasps> Zelda Rosario Dawson. <gasps> oh my God, she'd be so good because she's got such like. I, she's so beautiful and her features are so exaggerated. Yes. Oh, she'd be perfect. Yes. Judd, <laughs> West Studi, Ellie, her name is Faith Herman. She's Annie, the youngest girl from This Is Us. And she's just yes. adorable. Like, yeah. that is my, that's my diverse casting. Then you can find somebody young. Still do that two-year-old range for Gage. That's your movie. Like, I or, mean, it If you're going to kill Ellie, do you need Gage at all? That's true. But... Just think, I mean, just like... You need it for the misdirect alone. The misdirect I'm fine with. Yeah. But to me, like, that would be revolutionary. Like, into the Spider-Verse kind of... So, 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 so I'm going to raise you, though. <laughs> Since we're doing this on an Indian burial ground, what if we did this with the Native American casting? <gasps> oh, well, that's why I have West Studios Judd. That's why I did West Studios Judd. Because I looked at ages. Because Lithgow was born in 45. West Studios born in 47. So there's still that kind of yeah. older age. Although I could still see you using John Lithgow. Because he was honestly pretty good in this role. And you then you get to have like this sort of like country bumpkin white guy, black family. Um, that could work. That could kind of pull yeah. there. You could work with that. But uh, yeah, that's why I went West Studio with Judd. Just it just changes it a little, yeah, a little, just elevates it just a little bit. This is, by the way, at seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> not a lot like of sleep. It. I like it. So that's just John my... Peel. Helps out, man. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got enough to do right now. <laughs> he's busy. Let's not and... stress him out till we burn him out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would even just to see. How it would elevate even this shitty script. Just this, still stick with this casting, even just to see the changes. I feel like Chadwick Boseman would have been like, wait, wait, Lewis says what now? Yeah. No. <laughs> right, wait, I didn't, oh, but I'm getting another rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I don't know. Like, this is. The, the problem with Pet Summer, I don't, I don't think it works in a r- world with Google and cell phones. So, yeah. is a pet, modern pet cemetery even a thing that should happen? Yes. Actually, I think it does, because in this, in the original one, you have Rachel getting freaked out because she can't get a hold of Lewis, which they try to replicate in this a little bit, mm-hmm. Where, but they had one good moment where Lewis is in the car at the fucking cemetery, and Rachel calls him, and he has that whole, like, mm-hmm. I'm really beat, Rachel, I need to go to bed, and she really needs, like, you can tell she really mm-hmm. needs to talk to him, mm-hmm. and she's like, okay... And she lets him go, and she's, like, sitting in her parents' house crying on the stairs, and then he gets out to go dig up Ellie. And I thought that that right there was good. And they really should have had more of, of, of like, Rachel calling and Lewis being like, 
Everything is wonderful here. As he's Nothing walking through is... the swamp. Yeah, yeah, no, just ignore, ignore the loon. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the back porch with Judd. You know, whatever. But they, they had that, that moment, and that was good. And then I think you could even make an argument for, like, having Googled the house before. Maybe even, like... That's getting into rural territory. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid rural, ter- rural territory. You just said the rule. Googling the house before. Ah, yeah. we'll, we'll talk more about the rule later. <laughs> okay. um, but you're like looking the house up because one, you've got people that really want to sell it. So motivated seller. Motivated seller. <laughs> Did they buy this house from? Who the fuck knows? I don't know, like, but there's a whole movie about their dog. They did actually have that shot at the very beginning that was super Cujo. Mm-hmm. Like, just... They mentioned a St. Bernard at the par- birthday party. Oh, shit, they and, did. And then there's a St. Bernard mask in that pet cemetery on one of the headstones that go mm. by. That's a St. Bernard mask. I'm like, oh, there's Cujo. such a good boy. I'm sorry you got rabies. That's not how I knew that sentence should have gone, Kinsey. It's, it's how it goes in Kinsey's brain. <laughs> um, Cujo was a good dog, brain. right up until Rain wasn't. <laughs> right up until he wasn't, yes. Um, but, what was I saying? I don't know, I derailed this with oh, Cujo. Oh, Google, Google, like, 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 like looking up the house. But then you also have um, a certain amount of desperation. What if this family wasn't moving here to just get away from the city? Like a scandal? Like, well, what if they're moving... Like, give them a reason. Like, for instance, when when Jay and I moved to New York, we had to move into the apartment unseen. And so, like, we don't know what the... Na- we can look at pictures, but we don't know what the neighborhood's like. Like, there's all these things that pictures can't show you. But also, if you're moving there for a reason, like... Like, oh, shit. People, like, one of his patients died and it looks like it was his fault. Or, um, you know, the whole, the whole thing of, uh, season one of American Horror Story. What if, like, sleeping with somebody? Or what if, um, what if Rachel needed to get away from something? Like, there's so many reasons for them to have moved. You don't have to make it a non-reason that makes us wonder why the fuck they keep staying here. Yeah. Yeah. Donna, would you like to take us to your vet corner, as you teased about before we started recording? Can you talk about church? Um, before you, I've got one question. When uh, Jay Clark is taking Ellie into the magic place, <laughs> that body's super floppy. Yeah. For yeah, like that's like rigor would. Rigor goes away after a while, though. It does. Okay, so it's okay that. I can give you a fascinating lecture on why that happens, but... I need a five-second answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it made sense that she flopped okay. around. Good. Asked and answered. <laughs> She'd be so heavy, though. That's a long way to carry a body. I, t- I tell you what. Actually, I am going to go into the vet corner because I, this is kind of infringing on what we're going to be talking about later, but... Um, there was a moment in this movie where I seriously considered getting up and walking out, um, and that was not helped by the fact that I had douchebags on their phones. But after Church successfully convinces um, Lewis to fail to euthanize him, because I don't know what Lewis had in mind, but that was not going to be a euthanasia, 
Um, do you want to talk more about that? No, not really. Um, <laughs> just, what, what if I want you to? What if the, we take a vote and <laughs> we're all with Don? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I don't know where yeah. he was planning to poke that needle, but oh, okay. uh, uh, I, I was, I was deeply worried about what he was doing. Um, but then he takes, which seems on brand for him. True. <laughs> he takes the family pet and abandons him in a wildlife preserve. And I have very, very strong opinions about people who abandon animals. Okay, you think you think you're giving them a chance, and you're not. These animals do not know how to take care of themselves. They've been having people bring them food their entire lives. They are going to starve to death alone, wondering what has happened to their family. Oh. She's not wrong. So, eat a dick, y'all abandon animal people. Donna's pointing at Kinsey right now, y'all. I was like, yeah, that, that's it. That, yeah. That's it. Eat a dick. Eat a dick and choke on it. And from a logistical standpoint, how? Period. In period. The period. Fuck. Period. <laughs> Did. Period. J. Clark. Period. Get. Period. That. Period. Cat. Period. In. Period. The. Period. Cat carrier. Exclamation point. Question mark. Parentheses in Terabang. <laughs> Y'all just think about that for a little while because we're coming back to it. Okay. Are we going back to it? Yes, we are. That's our poll. Nope. Nope. It's not our poll? It's not our poll. No, it was just a topic of conversation. Oh, well, don't think about it. Let's talk about it now. We discussed it for poll and then. We said on Adrian's yeah. poll, poll for poll. Um, yeah, poll. because that cat that just tried to eat Lewis Creed. Mm hmm. Jay Clark. Jake, Jake Clark? Don't is, call him by Lewis. <laughs> Only Dale Midkiff can be called Lewis. Don't call him. <laughs> is not going in that carrier. Now, I'm a veterinarian. I have tricks. <laughs> he, as has been firmly established, is not a veterinarian. He does not have tricks. Or bright in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know your tricks. What are your tricks? She can't tell you. Okay, cut that out. And I, I'd have, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. I, I, it's it's I, special vet school. I can lure my cat into a cat carrier with a well-timed treat, but that's because like my cat likes me and trusts me. That cat doesn't like nor trust no one. I have, I have a cat carrier that has not been used in quite some time because I discovered it was easier to put a fucking leash on the cat. <laughs> um, that is not my cat story. <laughs> no, that is not neither of mine. Um, they dig my their claws into me, but they will let me carry them out to the car. Whereas, right. and then the claws stay stationary in my shoulder. Whereas, if I try to put them in the cat carrier, I look like I stuck my arms in a wood chipper. Mm. World record for carrying my cat by hand is three to four seconds. Mm. I hold that record. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My trick would be to wipe peanut butter in the back of the cat carrier because sure. surely cats like peanut butter, right? My Debbie, you met walk right in there. But and... see, I have tried cans of tuna, which they fucking love. Every time I open a can of anything in my house, they're like, "Is that tuna? Okay. I think that might be tuna. It could be tuna." <laughs> Um, are you sure? It's not tuna. Are you sure it's not tuna? I mean, it's making the tuna noise, so I'm pretty sure it's tuna. Yeah. It's not tuna, boys. No, it's tuna. But as no. soon as it goes in the cat carrier... But I put it in the cat carrier, and they will stand there and stare at it like, well, guess I'm never eating that now. <laughs> and walk the fuck away. Because carriers. 
Now, I can give you a long-term trick. This isn't the trademark trick that I can't tell you about. And that is just feed your cat in the carrier. And they will get used to going in it over time. This isn't like a feed them in the carrier today and then tomorrow they'll go in the carrier. No, no. If I yeah, if I have to take the cat to the vet like in the next day or so, I'll leave the carrier out for a day. So it's not like, oh, the carrier's coming out. You know, some shit's going down. Yeah. Yeah. But that cat was not going in that carrier. No. No. No way. No way. No way. And yeah, they're just like, like, he's like, well, I can't kill the cat. Cut to it's in a carrier and he's setting it down on the road. I'm like, no, you didn't. Why are you going to show me a nine-year-old dragging an adult woman and not show me an adult trying to get a zombie cat in a carrier? <laughs> One of these scenes is objectively more interesting than the other. His arm should have been, like, just destroyed, just clawed. Yeah. Yep, yep, he's just yep. limping along yeah. the road. He's missing, like, the leg below the knee. Your <laughs> fingers gone. Yeah, just give me something. But then he got the cat in the carrier. Yeah. This is another thing that kind of bothers me about this movie is that in the source material, and I'm using source material to mean either the original movie or the book, um, I'll allow it. Church was off, but not overtly bad. And so that's what made Lewis think that he could bring Gage back. See, and I think that... I think that goes to... A, go ahead. It's another layer of this movie being dumb as hell. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Well, I think that goes still... That, that goes... That just... That goes with them not earning Church's death. Everything and establishing Church as a character. Like, in the book and the original, he is a character. And yeah. you're right. He is off, but not... Not bad. Not bad. Like, he doesn't actually hurt any person. No. He gets he gets more feral. Like, he's like, I'm going to go catch this bird. I'm going to bring you more dead things. Yeah. But, but it's not like... But in, yeah. And this one, he, like, he scratches Ellie. He scratches Lewis. He scratches Gage. Yeah. Like, this... He becomes a bad cat. Yeah. It's not like, I heard baby's delicious, so I'm going to eat a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the succulent most. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's generous of me. That's a big problem for this because one of the things that has always sold me on Pet Cemetery is that while it doesn't make logical sense, it makes emotional sense. Mm. At every moment, I'm like, what you're doing is stupid, but I can totally imagine that I would do the same fucking thing. And in this yeah. movie, I'm like, you're the a fucking opposite. moron. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like Jay Clark. There's no way this ends well. You know this. Yeah. Like, you you took your lovable, your, your presumably lovable cat yeah. and turned it into a fucking monster. Your nine-year-old child is not going to be fun. No. This isn't going to go well. But then, like, he tries to explain it to the wife. Like, I just needed more time with her. I'm like, fuck you. Okay. I want to talk real quick about why does... Is, why are both of the adult male characters in this movie written like a perv? Yeah. Like, written like pervs. Like, they're not. John Lithgow doesn't play no. Judd like a perv. But the lines... But the line. Yeah. I just... Nobody's touched my heart like Ellie. I love that little girl. And I'm like, I'm glad you delivered the line the way you did. Because it could have been... I mean, it's a creepy line, and it could have been a hundred times worse coming out of... And Anybody I else? Yeah. I don't know why they thought that, like, 
Let's show Ellie dancing. This is gonna be lovely and cute and establish that they have a relationship. And I'm like, the way that you just have Judd watching her like that is fucking weird. It's weird. <laughs> like, that's how you watch your own daughter dance. As far as we can tell, this is the second time he's ever fucking seen her. Daddy, you liked the movie. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Debbie's like, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> it was completely, I'm going to get embarrassed now. <laughs> it was completely not objective. I just went yeah. to enjoy the movie. And some of the stuff that like, I did notice, again, with the, like, say, the, the kids wearing the animal mask turning red now. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine, you're fine, Debbie. I, I point it out because it makes me feel better. Does it make you more comfortable if I try to get stuff smaller staring <laughs> yes, at you? Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> um... Faster and more intense. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is a thing that once it has even barely oh started, it will not stop. So I've seen my face get like very near purple before going. It was all turn away. Do from anything about it? No, it's fine. Um, <coughs> and okay, so they were so the kids walk with the masks walking mm-hmm. into the forest. I also thought we were going to get a little more about that whole thing, and then we didn't, and I was just like. Okay, you know, move, mm-hmm. moving on. I'll, right. I'll let that go. I was letting some things go. Mm. And I didn't... It was a semi-conscious decision that I didn't really realize until you guys were pointing it out. And I was like, no, I noticed that. And I just kind of... Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Um, but there were there were parts that I liked. Like, I felt like they did a fairly good job of showing at least that the family... Was like loving towards each other, yeah. and like even if they've never had conversations with each other before. Yeah, yeah. This is the first um, week they met, but they do seem right. to like each other. Yeah, and um, I thought they did a you know, and again, I can't think of any anything any examples to give, but by the time Ellie was hit by the uh, tanker, um, like I about I, I wanted to cry, like I about lost it in the theater because I was really attached to she her. She's really good, mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know. I guess because it it m- made me feel some emotions, I was like, "Yeah, good movie, good movie." <laughs> I, I, the, Fair. The yeah, peak interest I had in the movie is when when Ellie died, mm-hmm. and it, I, it didn't maintain it. Well, much and longer. there yeah. were there were moments like I, I really liked Lewis saying to Rachel, <laughs> "Hug your daughter." I felt like that was a really neat interaction that was not built up too well. Hmm. I yeah. didn't interrupt you, Debbie. No, you're fine. I was pretty much done. Other other than to say, I felt like the first parts, the first, up until Ellie got killed, was, for me, more... I'm using... I'm not, I'm not articulate today. Um, I felt like it flowed together better, and then after that, the second... Act half, or whatever half. Yeah. Um, th- there were I don't know. I was a little less interested in it, and I don't know. I'd why. agree with that. Okay, yeah, because they didn't pay anything off. Okay, they said it like that. Pascal doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pascal. Oh, I'm so mad. I love Pascal. Yeah. Like I, I like I find him. I'm, I'm a, I want to know more about why he's there, and I find him to be a really interesting character. I like his character design. Both in the original and in this one, aside from the fact that it's not done well. Yeah. Um, but I just where it what why why did you drop Pascal? They they chopped this movie a lot. It it feels 
It feels so edited. Yeah. Well, like the, um, when they first brought up Rachel's sister Zelda, I thought, oh, they are going to do this more smoothly. They are going to introduce this idea more <laughs> smoothly than they did. And then all of a sudden you're like, what? What? Why Why, why are, are we being hit over the head yeah. with this? Why are we, one, in exposition land, and yeah. two, why did we take this sort of weird but creepy backstory mm-hmm. and make it overly complicated and explain nothing? Yeah. There was and it doesn't no... really pay off in the context of the story either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was absolutely no need for her to die falling down a dumbwaiter. It doesn't happen in the book or in the no. original. What was what was the point of that? It did make me go, oh my god. Like, <laughs> that right there that, was the point. Yeah, it was a gentle startle. I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> okay. Get back to the pop. I, was, I jumped more when that first Dorinko truck went by. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, for as much as they were like, look at this truck. Look at this truck. Oh no, Pascal was hit by a truck. Oh no, Lewis almost got hit by a truck. They just fucking dropped that as soon as Ellie got hit by them. There were no more trucks on that road. No. Actually, well, never mind. No, no, I was gonna say, go for it. Well, I was gonna say, well, now a child has been killed, but I was like, but clearly people have been killed before. Yep, yep, yep. No, I was just going to say that everything the direct, all the decisions the directors made were too on the nose. Like everything's on the nose. If there was no subtlety, no yeah. nothing, it was just like, Rah! like very little artistry in this movie. Yes, and that's what sucks is that like that to me that opening shot is beautiful. Like that foreshadowing of everything going yeah. on when you're seeing the house, the car, the destruction, like. I'm like, okay, that I really like that. I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. could really surprise me. And then it starts. And I'm like, oh. Let's uh, wrap up if we're... I just had one other thought. Okay. And then uh, we can wrap. Um, to me, it wasn't interesting to have Lewis be a non-believer and Rachel be the believer. Like, I that was one of the things I liked in the source material is that... It's so normal to hear a doctor being a non-believer and having... It, that's to me... And that's, to have the woman be the spiritual one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the source material, like that, to me, that's one of my favorite conversations is the is between Lewis and Ellie when they're talking about, well, what do you believe? Well, this is what I believe. Like, to me, that's a lot more fascinating. And it makes more sense that... Rachel's not going to want her creepy-ass sister watching her, and, you know, she's going to be be like, no, there's nothing there. Speaking of her creepy-ass sister again, why do we establish that Ellie can fucking change her goddamn form, and she never turns into Zelda? There's a shot in the trailer where you see... Zelda chasing after her. Yes. Where is that fucking scene? Because I... Edit it out. I want that scene. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Let me tell you, 11-year-old Kinsey was freaked the fuck out by Zelda. She was terrified. And I'm still freaked the fuck out by Zelda. She is still terrifying. Because the special effects from 1989 held up better than these. Ah. (laughs) Did you have any other thoughts, Debbie? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love you, Debbie, and you're allowed to like this movie. No, it's fine. Like, (laughs) That's the thing is, a lot of the stuff that you guys talked about, I didn't pick up on or didn't know. And so it's fine. Learning the new things. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, my daddy. Like, if you like it, that's cool. I'm just... I'm gonna go cry in the corner don't now. Don't cry in the corner. I just got very angry, and my life rule is don't that's cast fine. Jason... That's fine. Don't cast Jason Clark in horror films. Jeez, that's, don't cry. That's my life rule. 
Why? Or Terminator movies, or yeah, I think he played one of the astronauts in First Man. I'm probably against that. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, he is in First Man. Uh, he doesn't do a lot, so it was total. Okay. I just didn't like First Man because I'm not. Those aren't my kind of films. So why was his accent so bad in this movie? Can't just let him. He he only knows how to do a subpar Boston accent because he did that fucking accent in Brotherhood with one of my boyfriends, um, Jason Isaac. I just don't understand. Like, I had not entirely realized that Jay. I don't know if I just didn't pay much attention to him in Winchester or what, but... How could you? I mean, he's, he's a, a tall glass of tepid water. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, he... When he started talking as, as Lewis, I was like, is he not American? What is going on with his voice? I'm going to talk like this. I'm yeah. not going to open my mouth that much. Ellie, Rachel... Hug your daughter. <laughs> Hug your daughter, Rachel. You went to the Tippy McGuire School of Acting. I went, Mac, hug your daughter. Get your cat uh, in the carrier. <laughs> By any means necessary. <laughs> I wish I knew more of his lines and I could say it all of you, but that's all I got. Uh, I'm a doctor. There's one. <laughs> I had a really bad day. I don't need to see any more of these kids. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. No, Don, I'm sorry. Don is giving me the eye. No. I'm going to resurrect the kid. It's a bad idea. I don't care. <laughs> a bad idea is what you make of it. <laughs> say we can turn this around. We can wait, turn it. Wait. That's the quote. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, wait. Fine. Oh, no. Wait. Call back then. Yeah. Well, let's get to it then. All right. Let's get to it. So, Mac, yep. you have our quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can turn this around. <laughs> Mainly because I was hoping Jay Clark was talking about the movie itself. <laughs> we Cut to the Ron Howard narration. He didn't. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I like that. I do too. Oh, we can turn this around. Okay. Uh, Mac, you also have a rule. Uh, always, always, always Google a house before you buy it. Google Street View would have stopped this immediately. Stopped most of it and then, but like the, the mortifying thing about the movie is that he does Google it he bought it. Yeah. It's yeah. not like it never occurred to him to Google it. He just like, money? You want money for a house? Here's money for a house. 75 Internet. fucking acres? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they even say how much it is. And so I'm like, you know how much, and you never look to see what your property is? Right. Like... And that never came up in the signing of the final documents? Like, here is... Like, the tonnage of documents I had to sign to buy my house. I know exactly where the property line is. I know all the inspections that had to happen. I know what I can't build past. Right. <laughs> and when he's like, oh, it's okay. I'm Jason Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Oh. There wouldn't be a movie if I wasn't dumb as fuck. <laughs> but see, you could still make that work. Like, what if it's specifically like, no. 75 acres, this is amazing. We can finally get that fucking horse you wanted, Rachel. We can get a horse for Elliot, or like, you know, we've got 75 acres, this is so great, let's, we got a swamp that we can explore. Or one line about, like, from Judd, like, uh, 
And the family's like, oh, yeah, we did a lot of research on this property, and, and, and it just is perfect for us. He's like, ah, the pro- the, that research on that computer machine would really cover everything. Yeah. Well, movie's fine at that point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because there are things can... that computers can't cover, you see. You're <laughs> so good at that. And, <laughs> and then that also gives Lithgow something to do. And, yes. like, it can segue into that. Fuck, Mac, why are you not script doctoring? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a question I go with in therapy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> need to do is send Hollywood, just in general, right. this podcast as your resume. Yes. <laughs> just, just send to Hollywood. Yes. Attention, Hollywood. Care of done whistle pictures. <laughs> but then it's Hollywood for Mannequin that actually yes. answers the letter and, and oh. just changes the whole thing. That's an interesting reboot of that series. <laughs> But like, yeah, it, like if you show that they even did look this up, right? And it, they were still doomed. Then everything is earned. Yeah, like you could either go with they looked it up and they're like, "No, nah, this is cool. I'm into right. this," or they looked it up and it's like, "Oh, they didn't find any of this because whatever the fuck is in the pet cemetery doesn't want you to know." Right. Yeah. And then once again, gives Lithgow more to do other than get roofied by Jason Clark. Yes. <sighs> God damn it. What's the next thing? Uh, you have our poll, Adrian. Oh, yeah. So, like, in the source material, you get to the end and you're like, oh, man, that was, whew, that was rough. That's how that should have ended, which does not happen very often for me and Stephen King things. <laughs> <laughs> but in this one, they get to the end, and I want to say, I like that scene, that shot with the family walking up yeah. to the car. It was a cool shot. And Church jumping up on the car. And Church Oof. jumping up on the car with like Judd's house burning in the background and poor little live gauge. And then the ending with the beep beep of the car mm-hmm. locking. Neat shot. But what the fuck happens after that? Right. Is Church going to eat gauge? Like, is I have I want to I actually want to start with a backing up to the ending of the book. Then the book ends with dead Rachel coming in, putting her hand on um, Lewis's shoulder and saying, hello, darling. Yes. And when she stabbed him in the um, graveyard, I had this visceral need for her to say, hello, darling. Hello, darling. Oh, and they didn't do it. And they didn't do it. And I'm so mad about that. Rachel didn't talk, did she? I don't think so. But to answer your question, Gage is so dead. He is so dead. He's dead, dead. I don't want to just know what happens to Gage. What happens? Oh, then they take over the town. The whole town? And oh, then yeah. the world? Like, and then the world. Yeah, like, it's the zombie apocalypse. Well, Derry's 20 miles away, so they're going to hit some resistance eventually. They're going to run into Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, gonna go. No, this is my. Yeah. There's some shit going down in Derry that they gotta get around. Derry's my territory. <laughs> Wait, I haven't. So, so this is all the Wendigo, in my opinion, and he's going out to get everybody that has been dumping bodies in his ground. So yes, he takes over the world till everybody is dead, and then he sits down and says, "I finally have time to read that book." <laughs> <laughs> and then he steps on his glasses. Oh! <laughs> I almost spewed my coffee all over Donna's laptop. 
<laughs> and Wendigo is played by Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Wendigo, he just wants to read his little book. Oh, God, that was fantastic. I think we should end there. Yeah, because no. other people get to say, say things. I'm, I'm co-signing on Debbie's I like, so There's not a better answer. <laughs> I like Debbie's because, yeah, I got nothing either because my thing is like, well, yeah, Gage is dead and they're going to take over the world. That's just, that's it. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Gage is clearly dead, but it just, it seems like... But is he... But you have to wonder, is he dead-dead? Because, like, Church jumps on the car and he's licking his lips like, once again, baby is delicious. Or are they going to make, like, this weird zombie family? Did Jason Clark... Did he not have a gas can as they were walking up? He did. Because they just burned down Judd's house. They're going to burn this mother down, Debbie. I was like, (laughs) they're going to burn that little boy in the car. They'll build a cabin there on the property. Years later, some teenagers, some college kids will get there. And, of course, they'll... uh, Read from the book first, mm-hmm. not the conch, <laughs> and thus the zombie family will. Uh, yeah, that's how that comes back. I I just like usually whenever I get to the end of a movie, I'm like yes, or I'm like uh, um, and sometimes I'm like oh man, I want to like in this movie, I'm not like oh man, I want to know what happens next. I'm like the fuck is the plan after this? Like, do they take over? What? At one point, Ellie says something like, I want us to be a family or something. So I'm like, I guess they're just going to live in that house and be like the zombie family down the road. Oh, no, they're killing that town. (laughs) That town is. Which I have a problem with because, again, when you go back to the source material, this is not the thing that happened. Like, (sighs) (laughs) Or maybe Pascal saves Gage. And, that's what I, like, and it has like, some kind of payoff in the movie. That's why I, I was like, honestly, if Pascal, like, if we can get a shot of Gage, like, the car door open and Pascal, like, looking at the family from the street and then going off and walking away, I'd have, that, I'd have been like, good ending. This ending, I'm like, what the fuck is your exit strategy storyline? There's nothing here. Or, or Pascal appears in the car before, like, just as he's... Uh, deactivating the car alarm and he just turns the engine and Pascal and Gage just drive off in the sunset <laughs> with sunglasses on. You know what? I'd have been fine with yeah. that. I'd have been fine with that too. I'd have just been like, sure, absurdity, let's do it. Let's just go there. Well, thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate all your uh, love and support. Uh, you can find us on social media. We do have a Facebook page, which is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We have an Instagram page, which is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Our Twitter account is Beyond Cabin. We also have a Patreon. You've heard us talk about the video and the making of how we get a rural Poland quote. Also, exciting news. We're on Spotify now, so you can check us out there, which has our entire library, which is awesome. And um, check out our couple of our other podcasts. We've got uh, Once More with Feeling, the 20th anniversary uh, Buffyverse rewatch. And then we have uh, our brother podcast. Our brother bo- podcast. Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me. The Supernatural <laughs> Rewatch. Donna, please tell me what is the name of that. The book. Family Business. Thank you. The Family Business, which you can check that out. And we're part of Gumby Cat Network, so give, definitely give them some love and support, okay? Thanks. Don't read the Latin. Sometimes not remaking the films better. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everyone say something, please. Something. Something.
Blah. Fuck Jason Clark. Motherfuckers. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm taking that out and making a, f- a notification out of it. <laughs> okay, we look good. <laughs> yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's have our silence. Gage who didn't need to be in this movie. Oh, <laughs> Mac, why are you like camping me up? Like I'm ready just to just <laughs> just to destroy this film, and you're just like, oh, remember that, Ken? <laughs> I'm sorry, Donna. <laughs> it's it's Mac's fault. <laughs> I want you to put all of this at the end. <laughs> I mean, you put Mac in a festive shirt, and he gets feisty. <laughs> It wasn't my fault. It was my triumph. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.